Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you download our free Living Truth app. Now here's part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Ephesians 5, 8 through 14, called Shine or Walk as Children of Light. Let your light so shine or radiate before men in such a way that they may see your what? Good works and glorify your Father who's in heaven. In Ephesians 2.10, it says, we are God's workmanship. We've been prepared for good works, right? Beforehand that we should walk in them. God has specific good things for us to do as a church. And would to God that the church would be known for doing good. Right? Our youth are doing a service project tonight at Settlement House. Brian told me just before they left, he shouldn't have announced it beforehand because he doesn't have all his students tonight. Some of them passed on coming tonight because they knew it would be a service project. But I'll tell you what. Even the Living Truth Youth Group has a reputation. Sally at Settlement House said that the first call she made was to Living Truth. You know why? Because those kids have a reputation of going over there and getting stuff done and helping organize a ministry that does good in the community. You know what they do? If you don't have enough bread, they give you bread. They give you groceries. They give you shoes and clothing. And the kids are over there tonight as a representative of Jesus Christ. You know what they're doing? They're doing good. They're doing right. They're taking their time. Now, when I was a teenager, I wasn't helping out at a settlement house. I wasn't doing good. Okay? I didn't get saved until I was about 20 years old. But those kids are doing what's right and true and good. See, the fruit of the light exists in character. Dr. William Mitchell said, watch your thoughts, they become words. Watch your words, they become actions. Watch your actions, they become habits. They become your character. Watch your character, it becomes your destiny. D.L. Moody said, character is what a man does in the dark. Dr. Donald Gray Barnhouse, who gave great illustrations of realities in the Bible, said these words, when Christ was in the world, he was like the shining sun. When the sun sets, the moon comes up. The moon is a picture of believers, the church. The church shines, but not with its own light. It shines with reflected light. At times the church has been a full moon dazzling the world with an almost daytime light. Those were times of great enlightenment. For example, in the days of Paul, Luther, and Wesley. At other times the church has been only a thumbnail moon. And in those days very little light shone on the earth. But whether the church is a full or a thumbnail moon, whether waxing or waning, it reflects the light of Christ our light does not originate with us, close quote. See, we are light in the Lord and there is fruit that comes from the light and it shines. And that's what we are to do. We are to let the, the, light, of the, wor- the light of the world, Jesus Christ, shine through us. So if you look at verse nine, it says the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and what's the final word there? Truth. So you have kind of a three-point Uh, reflection here of what light is. It's goodness, righteousness, and truth. And one of the ways that we shine in the world is by bringing truth to people. You know, truth is 
what sets people free. In 2 Corinthians 10, Paul said, and he said, our, our warfare is not carnal, but spiritual for the demolishing of strongholds and every lofty idea that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Spiritual warfare is waged largely in the realm of ideas. Ideas have consequences. And when the church comes along and speaks truth, it brings light into the darkened souls of men and women and all of a sudden conforms their thinking into the right way to go. And what that does is it demolishes strongholds. When Paul wants to give you an image of what false teaching does, he gives an image of a castle. This huge stronghold where people are imprisoned by false teaching. When truth and light comes, it demolishes strongholds and sets people what? Free. That's what Jesus said truth would do. It would set people free. In the same chapter where he said he's the light of the world, he said the truth shall set you free. And so those who walk as children of light, verse 10, Ephesians 5, are always trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. We need to find out, NIV, what pleases the Lord. If you have the ESV, it says, try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. One of the goals of the Christian is always attempting to discern what pleases the Lord. Now, some things are really easy to discern, and some things are not so easy. Go to Romans chapter 12 for a second. Romans 12, look at verse 1. Paul urges the church here, Romans 12, 1. I urge you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God or in view of his mercies, Romans 12, 1, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship, Romans 12, verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove, the, the word there has the idea of testing or discerning what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Paul will go on to t- tell us in verse 3 not to think more highly of ourselves than we ought to think. And then in verses 4 through, looks like about verse 8, he talks about gifts. One of the discerning things that a Christian needs to do is to discern what the will of God is for your life. Let me say that one more time. God wants you to be discerning what his will is for your life. To know the good works that he has ordained for you and to walk in them. So a constant endeavor of the Christian is trying to discern what pleases the Lord. How do you discern that? You find out more and more about the Lord. How do you know the Lord's mind? You read what he's expressed in his word. And the more you discover about the Lord, the more light goes on. You know those little light things that you can turn? They have the dimmer on it, and it gets brighter and brighter. I think that's the way it becomes for Christians. The more light you get, the more you realize what God wants. And the more light you get, of course, it brings also accountability. In Isaiah 5, 20 and 21, it says, "'Woe to those who call evil good and good evil.'" who substitute darkness for light and light for darkness, who substitute, substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and clever in their own sight. Uh, back to Ephesians. If, no, you know what? Go back. Go to Romans 1. Romans 1. Look at verse 20 with me. 
we tackled this a few weeks back, but this is the progression of those who reject the light. It says, Romans 1, verse 20, since the creation of the world, God's invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made so that they are without excuse. Romans 1, 21, for even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their speculation and notice, their speculations and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing to be wise, and you're going to notice as we sum up tonight that wisdom and light are, are compared to each other. They became fools and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God. Whenever you think of glory, you think of the manifest presence of God, his Shekinah, the, the light or the presence of God, the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man, of birds, and a forefoot of animals and crawling creatures. And then we know where this goes. I think most of you have studied this before, and you know it goes into uh, uh, character that is darkness. Morality that becomes conformed into darkness. That's where we are right now. But it's nothing new. This is always where darkness takes man. When God is out of the equation, things get dark. In a culture, in a country. Go back to Ephesians chapter 5. And so that's why the church is so important in a culture because Jesus said, you are the light of the world. We are salt and we are light. So when the church is cloistered behind the walls of the church and we don't go out and radiate for the Lord, the world can become darker and darker. That's why it's important for the church not only to meet in a holy huddle here, but to be going out and shining in the world. That's how the world changes. That's the fruit of the light. And so Jesus um, many times would charge us with these particular calls in the world. So let's look at verse 11 of Ephesians 5. Paul says, and do not participate. That means the word is sug koinoneo, and it's the word where we get uh, fellowship. Don't participate in the, remember how we talked about the fruit of the light? In the unfruitful deeds of darkness. Now, there are deeds that flow out of darkness just like they do out of light. And if you are a co-participant, if you are in deep fellowship with darkness, then what's going to come out of your life is what's called unfruitful deeds. Now, the fruit of the light is clear in verse 9. Here's a contrast. There are unfruitful deeds that flow out of deep fellowship with darkness. They are called deeds of darkness, but we are not to be participants with those. Instead, we are to what? Even expose them. The word exposes ergon in Greek. And it has the idea of um, that which is, uh, well, the, let's go back. Deeds is Aragon, and it means that which is what one is occupied with, which one is uh, in enterprise with. We're not to be part of that, but rather we are to expose those things. And the idea there is to refute them or to admonish them or to expose them. Now, light exposes darkness. You know how sometimes you come into a room and people are up to darkness and just your presence alone exposes things, right? People who are in darkness don't like to be exposed, right? They, they want to hide. They, want, they, they don't want an expose. They don't want what they're doing to be brought to light. That's why so much of evil is couched in rhetoric, right? 
We don't call something what it actually is. We, we use uh, flowerful language to change it so the culture might think it's not so bad, right? You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Producer Rob Newton here, and on behalf of Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team, thank you so much to our financial and prayer partners. Whether you have given a one-time donation or you have become a monthly partner, you have contributed to our mission to reach out with God's truth to all people and helping listeners like you apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You've heard that before, right? Well, we mean it. Thanks to our financial partners, we have added three new radio stations this year. Our prayer is to bless our new listeners the way we have hopefully been a blessing to you. If you're a longtime listener, would you please consider becoming a $5 a month partner? That may not seem like much, but every little bit makes it possible for us to continue our broadcasts, podcasts, and free apologetic events. Please become a partner giving at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's walkintruth.com or call 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. Aragon in Greek, and it has the idea of um, that which is, uh, well, the, let's go back. Deeds is Aragon, and it means that which is what one is occupied with, which one is uh, in enterprise with. We're not to be part of that, but rather we are to expose those things. And the idea there is to refute them or to admonish them or to expose them. Now, light exposes darkness. You know how sometimes you come into a room and people are, are up to darkness and just your presence alone exposes things, right? People who are in darkness don't like to be exposed, right? They, they want to hide. They, want, they, they don't want an expose. They don't want what they're doing to be brought to light. That's why so much of evil is couched in rhetoric, right? We don't call something what it actually is. We, we use uh, flowerful language to change it so the culture might think it's not so bad, Right? So we don't say we're murdering babies. We say it's pro-choice, right? Doesn't that sound grand until we realize what, what's actually happening in that clinic? They're murdering babies. I'm not here to condemn anybody who's had an abortion in your past. That's not my intention. But that's what we do. We use flowerly language, rhetoric. Sounds great until you really have you ever uh, seen one of those art openings where they're going to show a statue, you know, and they've got it covered, and then they're going to show you what's underneath, what the artist has produced, and everybody waits there, and then they, dun, 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 the music plays, and off comes the little canvas to show you what's under there, and usually it's something beautiful. Well, what the world doesn't want you to see, what the enemy doesn't want, is for the canvas to come out so you can really get a look at what's going on. Because if the American public really knew what was going on, and I think we are getting more light on the subject of abortion, 
right? More and more because of internet uh, sites and that kind of thing. I think our younger generation is starting to say, no, no. This is a travesty. And the veil has to come off of it so we can see what it is. And sometimes it's hard to take, right? Have you ever uh, watched television and you've seen some of the footage of Nazi Germany? It almost seems surreal. Uh, I was in Israel and I went to the Holocaust Museum in Israel where they show, they have the shoes and the pictures of the suffering of those people. And I'll tell you what, we spent probably two hours in the Holocaust Museum. You walk out of that place absolutely numb, you, you say to yourself, is this really real? Did this really happen under somebody's watch? Did all these people, women and children, die in this way? And the truth is, yeah. Even though there's some in our culture who say, oh, it didn't really happen. No, it happened. But that's, that's the issue with darkness. It likes to, to stay undercover, as it were. Paul says, verse 12, Ephesians 5, for it is disgraceful, or it's a shame, even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret. It's a shame. It's disgraceful, but it's happening. And the sad thing about our culture is that it's just being put on the front page even more and more. 13, but all things become visible when they're exposed by the light. For everything that becomes visible is light. Hebrews 4, 12, and 13 says, The word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow, and is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are open and laid bare to the eyes of whom to, to whom we must give an account. The unfolding of God's words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. And so this is the issue. When God comes, he exposes darkness. Sometimes it's a little hard to take. Sometimes when the light shines, when you're in a Bible study and the light of the word of God shines in our darkness, we go, oh. Some of you put on glasses right in the middle of the service. Right? I can't. Oh, it's too much. Right? Turn it down. Right? And sometimes it exposes something in our lives and, and it can hit us like, <laughs> like a ton of light. And, and it can almost blind us. But you know what? But the light is there to expose something for you to see it for what it is. God wants us to see things as they really are. So he shines a little extra light on a corner that we've been kind of playing with. He says, you want to see what that really is? Here, here's some light. And the Bible goes, oh, what was I thinking? Right? That's how it happens. God's light exposes things, but he does it so that we can just kind of sweep out the garbage in our lives. Verse 14, for this reason it says, awake, sleeper. And arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Now, this has been—it's been said that this is this is an ad- adaptation adopted from Isaiah sixty verse one. We'll go there in a second. But this was said to be used by the early church. It's kind of a baptismal uh, formula 
Many commentators believe verse 14 is taken from an Easter hymn sung by the early church and used as an invitation to unbelievers who might have been in the congregation. So they would come to the end of their services and you know how we do a a sinner's prayer? Okay, say this prayer. Well, what they would do is come to the end of their service and they'd say, all right, awake! And anybody would say, what? Awake, sleeper! And this could be done literally in churches. Because sometimes on a Sunday morning, literally, I should use, you know, I should use this. This is, this is great. This is biblical. If I ever see somebody doing that head bob thing on a Sunday morning, I'm saying, awake, sleeper, rise from the dead. <laughs> I think I'm going to implement this at home. I have three teenagers and uh, this will be great. Go to Isaiah chapter 60. Isaiah chapter 60, this is what this is adopted from. Just gave people biblical grounds to do some heavy damage. Anyway, Isaiah 60. Look at verse 1. So it says these words, Isaiah 61. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness will cover the earth, deep darkness, the peoples, but the Lord will rise upon you, Isaiah 60, verse 2, and his glory will appear upon you, and nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes round about and see, they all gather together, they come to you, your sons will come from afar, and your daughters will be carried in their arms, then you will see and be radiant." And your heart will thrill and rejoice because the abundance of the sea will be turned to you. The wealth of the nations will come to you. And it goes on to describe this scene probably in the millennial reign of Jesus Christ. And it says in that city there will not even be a need for the sun anymore because Jesus Christ will be the light of the city. Praise God. He is our light. You've been listening to Shine or Walk as Children of Light, Part 2 on Walk in Truth. That's Pastor Michael's teaching in Ephesians 5, verses 8 through 14. And don't forget, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you'd like to learn more about Walk in Truth, our church, and the events and studies we have going on, then download our free Living Truth app in your app store. The Living Truth app is the one with the red logo with the pillars. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Well, people like to use the idea of light or being enlightened, and they may say, you know what? I have experienced this great light over here, and maybe it's a different religion or a, you know, a new age kind of thing, and, and you're like, uh, no, that's not the light. Well, how do you distinguish? Well, remember that Satan even masquerades as an angel of light. That's right. And so even though something can look positive and wholesome and good, it could be a lie. It could be darkness. Now you say, let's see, darkness masquerading as light. How do you sniff that out? (laughs) Well, here's what you do. You compare it to the light of God's word. And if it measures up to the light of God's word, then it's of God. And if it doesn't measure up to the light of God's word, it's not. You examine everything carefully and hold fast to that which is true and that which is good. 1 Thessalonians 5.21. And so that's the key. 
So maybe you have a friend and, and they're dabbling in the New Age movement or they've deconstructed their Christian faith and they say they believe in a little bit of this and a little bit of that, a little bit of the New Age, a little bit of this. And you're like, no, Christ can't be divided. No, no, no. Christ and his truth is the light. But how do you do that? How do you approach a friend? Well, the best way to do it is to do it with gentleness and respect and share truth with them. God's truth is light, and that light will permeate and penetrate and reveal and expose, and that's the key. And hey, th- speaking of you know exposing, and I'll jump to the idea of enduring and running the race effectively, we have a men's conference coming up, and it is going to be about running with endurance. We all need endurance. How do we get it? Well, we're going to be focusing on Uh, Men Coming Together, and this is happening on September 18th. It's the Run With Endurance Conference happening at Living Truth Christian Fellowship, where I serve as senior pastor. There's going to be worship, encouragement, breakout groups, teaching. There's going to be a wonderful time to break and play some games. Breakfast and lunch will be served, lunch by Chick-fil-A. And it's only $25. You'll get a whole day of encouragement September 18th, Saturday, at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona. We'd love for you to join us. Remember, it's happening 8 to 4, and you can sign up on our church app. Uh, Probably the easiest way to do this is go to walkintruth.com, and you can sign up there. Or if you want information, call 844-48-TRUTH. Do it quickly, sign up today, and join us and be encouraged and challenged. 844-48-TRUTH. See you tomorrow. And join us for part three of Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Ephesians 5, 8 through 14, called Shine or Walk as Children of Light. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.